Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity may contain explicit and objectionable content. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual podcaster and are not based on the advice by a licensed therapist. Listener discretion is advised. Human lives follow many paths, presenting twists and turns and choices never planned, never expected. Temptation, anger, depression, loneliness all can lead a person to a mistake they can't take back. Facing judgment and isolation, a person can feel very alone. These are the voices of women who chose to cheat on their spouses or partners. Hear their stories. This is Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity. Welcome to Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity. This is Rebecca, and thank you so much for tuning back in for another episode. I hope everybody's been liking the podcast so far. I have met so many great people being able to do this and helping others, and I'm just so glad everybody is here to support one another. Um, I hope everybody's had a good holiday and a happy new year and all of those fun things, and now it's time for us to all think about what our... 2020 New Year's resolution is it's hard enough to think about the fact that it is the year 2020 because you can't help but laugh and do you remember the whole Y2K crisis or the world is going to end in 2012 well here we are 2020 and we're all still here what happens when a woman cheats on her spouse or partner as with any form of infidelity there is always pain sadness and collateral damage. We've listened to many stories of women sharing their own infidelity. But what does the husband or betrayed partner go through? My wife and I were together for 19 and a half years. We married on November 24, 2001. Six months later, during the same two-week period that we were creating our youngest son, she had an affair with one guy three different times. She said it was because I wasn't telling her she was beautiful often enough, and it was someone that she had known before we had even been dating and was attracted to him, but she had never had the chance to sleep with him. She didn't tell me about this for a year and a half, and she also told me that she had been with 21 men prior to us meeting. To hear the full story and more stories about the betrayed partner's side of the affair, or being the other woman or other man, Subscribe to Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelities Patreon. With a $3 a month pledge, you will have access to these bonus episodes, plus have early access to regularly released episodes. Visit rawtruthstoriesoffemaleinfidelity.com and click on the Patreon link to subscribe today. So as we ended Susan's story, part one of her story, that is... She had been put back into a working environment with the man she had been having an affair with. So she decided she would contact him via email. So we will pick up where we left off and learn a little bit more about Susan and John and the affair. He was not staying at the same hotel as me, and I remember being surprised that he answered me. His answer was not a no, that would be a bad idea. It was a, it's late and you know my hotel is farther away, meaning like a larger Uber ride away from where I was. 
and I remember reading it as not being overly embarrassed that I had reached out to him, and that because his answer was no, but just almost like no, not right at the moment, but maybe no, not forever. So again, I found myself being the aggressor. And throughout several months, we would travel a lot together across the country and back. We continuously were with other colleagues who were also friendly with him and we would hang out socially and it became very normal that we were all to travel together and we were gonna see each other for lunch and for dinner and then drinks after work. It just became a very natural thing with myself and my other colleagues and him and his colleagues. That, I think, is where it became very evident to me that after multiple trips, I was just so happy to be with him. I had started working out again, I was losing all this weight, and I was feeling great about myself. I think the only difference between then and years before was that I did not think it was overly positive for my marriage. I did not think that because my children were older and we were in a very different time in our marriage. Uh, We didn't go out a lot anymore. We had before, the first time I was having the affair with John. And I think that the only thing in which I had some hesitation was that. But I feel as if my husband had to have known something was different because I was losing all this weight and I was very conscious about my clothing, my hair, my beauty regimens when I was traveling for work. I think while it was one reason to assume that I would do that because I was seeing people and meeting with people that I had not known before, he was also very aware that this individual was traveling with me. And he had known about this individual in the past as being someone who had been flirtatious with me. What I had done was I had made sure that when the affair had ended years ago and when John's wife had found out, I was never really sure what she was going to do. So what I did was I kind of gave a half-hearted story to my husband that John had been interested in me from a sexual nature that had made, you know, attempts to engage in an affair with me, of which I resisted. I felt like I needed to put a series of lies together in the event that his wife did ever contact my husband. His wife did not, but I had put that in play years before, so now at the present time with me working with him again, and me not wanting to be dishonest about the fact that I was working and traveling with him, my husband knew about it. He would oftentimes make comments or jokes, but they weren't very serious, but I can tell he was bothered by it. It was probably multiple months and trips into working together again, and now this point, having seen each other for over a year and a half of just general working together, and about six months of traveling together, there was a particular time which I will never forget in my life. I was making a trip with him and was meeting him and his colleagues there. I'd been having a very large argument with my husband and I was not in my normal state of mind, which meant I didn't make myself look beautiful. 
I remember actually making a joke at the time that I hadn't even washed my hair that day and just got on a plane and got to where I needed to be after I got the kids to school and definitely was not at my best. I remember saying to him and to others, I'm starving. As soon as we are done with this job, let's go get dinner. I remember not really paying attention to how he was, or that after dinner he'd wanted to go get dessert and drinks in the hotel, and that he wanted to go upstairs and make a phone call first. Years before, I had always known what making a phone call meant. He would make a phone call to his wife because he was not going to be able to do it later when he was with me. So it was very odd to hear that again, and him being very open about it with his colleagues and wanting to stay out later, which wasn't his normal MO. But I never really thought anything of it. Needless to say, that was the night in which we began our affair again. And it has been something that has lasted for what I never thought would last, now for over two years. Since that night, it has not always been easy. It has not always been easy because of him. If he was having a bad time in his marriage, or he was being under pressure from his wife about something, he would step back from it. So there was never any consistency for the first year. The second year was much more easygoing. I don't exactly know why, but he was not very resistant in most instances. The one thing that he would never do would be to engage in getting together with me, either platonically or to have sex when he knew he was going home immediately to see his wife. So if we were in a location where we had had the opportunity to do so, and he was going to be seeing her a few hours later, we would not engage. So I found myself in this relationship, and 25% of the relationship was not full-fledged reasons to see him, and the other 75% of seeing him was work travel, and it was very legitimate. However, could I have probably worked with someone else? Yes, at that point in time, could I have decided to work with someone else when he was stepping away or having anxiety and guilt and saying, no, we can't do this anymore? Yes, I could have done that on many occasions and stopped it and been strong enough to say enough is enough. The problem, I think, has been over the past two plus years, and I've realized that have been very vocal and open with him about the fact that I have realized that I had always been in love with him, and that I probably, from the first moment that I met him, had fallen in love with him, and that it was no longer just the excitement of the sex, and I will say that the sex has always been very, very good. We've always been very in sync with each other. We've always talked about that very openly. It's obviously a primary driver, but we have also had good communication in the relationship. We've always been able to laugh with each other. We could talk for hours if we aren't exhausted. He has always been just an extreme supporter, which my husband has not always been, of my job and what I do and how good I am at it, and because of his connection to my job, he has always been able to provide assistance. I don't think that my husband has ever been like that, and I don't think he will ever be like that. I don't think he appreciates what I do or the money that I make that I bring to the family. 
I feel like my husband has always been someone who has wanted me to make even more money to help him out, and that I almost don't do enough. He will oftentimes make fun of my job and say how easy it is for what I get paid, and then say that I can't take a joke. So John is a little bit older than me, and I think I'd mentioned he'd never had children, and he has been married for longer than me. There's been a lot of issues in regards to the lack of having children and a lot of traumatic experiences that have gone along with that, that I think has not helped him in his life. I don't know. I want to say I do know deep in my heart that we would never work out if I was to leave my husband or he was to leave his wife. He has never told me he loved me. I know deep down in times in which I've said it to him, now he has said it's not something quote, I, unquote, can say, because I think the guilt of even beyond what we were doing and then him saying it on top of that would be too overwhelming for him. He is just the type of person where anyone who's met him, his colleagues, anyone, has just adored him. He is just a very giving and kind and very outgoing and responsive, you know, pays very much attention to people, not just to me but to people in general, male or female. He takes note of what they say, and if he knows them for a period of time, how they are, and remembers things about them and all. I remember him asking me about a colleague of mine he'd met a couple of times, asking just about her and if she was okay, and little things that she would mention, not in any way because I think he was interested in her, but just because he cared. He cared about a lot of people and what they were going through. At the same time, I say it with the realization that he couldn't have possibly cared about me that much. Because over the years, the first time we had the affair, and then in the past two years, I realized how much he could have given but didn't. I will never know from him because he cannot explain it, why he couldn't give in more. And the only thing that I keep coming back to is that I was able to give more to him and say more to him because I did not have this overlying guilt with my spouse. And he did. And that he has extreme guilt over what his wife has been through in life before him and what he's put her through in finding out about our relationship and what she has been through in her life that has nothing to do with him and what they have been through together based on traumatic experiences. And all of that makes for an extreme amount of guilt in which he cannot move past. I find the most fascinating thing, and I think he finds it fascinating about me, is that I have never had any guilt with my husband. I don't know if that's because I felt like my husband is a wonderful father and he can be a very good person to me at times. We've had such terrible communication issues, he does not communicate with me. I have felt I've been under such pressure, as I mentioned, from a financial perspective. I've been under this pressure to keep the family afloat at all times, that I resent him for it, and so therefore I don't feel guilty for something I've done that's given me an outlet. Whether it be a period of time for a day, or two days, or even three days, I could escape the life that I live with him. The pressure from having to take care of things such as taking care of the house and from having to take care of children. 
I was away from my job, but that I only had to focus on my job and this other man who allowed me to just be myself and who saw me not as a mother or someone who did the laundry, but as a very much a sexual being who was also very smart, good at her job, and who was funny. I don't think my husband thinks that I'm funny at all. I think he finds me to be miserable most of the time. And so what I can say about John in closing, because I could go on forever, is that I will love him, I think, for the rest of my life. But I don't know if I would ever engage in another affair. What I do know is that I never really wanted to. Sometimes I thought about it in the time in which I wasn't with John, between the two different times in which we were having an affair, but I never felt the way I felt about him. And if I did think about it with other people, it was almost just to find some type of escape from the life that I was living. His affair was the type of one in which I have to stop myself from wanting to go back to now that it has ended from the perspective that I have done everything I can to not put myself in a position professionally to be with him in a way where there would be no opportunities unless he would go out of his way to contact me and make a plan to be together. I have not made any circumstances available for that to happen between us. If we do something professionally together going forward, it will not be in a travel or overnight situation. It will just be in an office situation with other people around for a short period of time. Nothing in which we could be together unless he made the move to do so, and I now know him well enough that he will never do that. I think he realizes that I have done this because I felt as if I had enough. I don't know why or where one gets to that point where they've had enough, but I think if you were to talk to him, he would just say there were circumstances that I must have just come to that conclusion and I just couldn't take it anymore. There was constant changing circumstances, but now there were even more circumstances that required him to pull back from me and required him to not always be able to be in a professional traveling work situation with me. And I sort of just looked at this at the time in which I needed to make a decision. So like I did years ago, I sat back and I said, I need to do this. I need to move away from this. I need to take myself out of these situations and remove him from the situations. And I did. There is no plan in the future right now, none whatsoever to be together. I think he knows that to have any kind of relationship because I was the one that allowed for the door to always be open over the past few years, and now I have pretty much closed that door, he would have to do a lot to get it to open again and to engage me. I can only say at this point that I want to stay strong, and while I do not think that my marriage will change at all, what I do think is maybe I will, when I move past all of this, be happier in my situation. I again can never picture myself not being married to my children's father. And I think that is a big issue for me. I can never picture us not being a family. I see other people at work and in my personal life who have done that, and I cannot help but feel as if they are lucky. I do not know how they have done it because I don't think that I could ever do it. 
That bothers me probably almost as much as the guilt aspect bothers me, which is something I need to figure out on how to reconcile in my life. The one thing I will say, I have encountered multiple women over the years who are also having extramarital affairs. And the one thing I will say about all of us that I find interesting is that no one feels guilt. When they tell a story, whether they know about me or whether they don't know about me, when they confide in me, and there are several women who have, some of which are close friends, and some are people I just know from the place in which I live, and others are very good friends of mine, they do not feel guilty. If they have an ongoing affair, if they have had multiple affairs, or if they had an affair, which there are women like this, with the same person where it has been starting and stopping over a period of years, they have zero guilt from their perspective. And oftentimes one hears, if not 100% of the time, that the man is the one that has the guilt with his wife. And I find that to probably be the most interesting fact about this. Then couple it with the fact that I wonder if the opportunity presented itself, say if John ever came to me and said, I'm leaving my wife and I want to see if we can make this work. If I didn't leave my husband, I'd be making a huge mistake. Or if not leaving my husband right now, I'm making a huge mistake, even without John in the picture. This is my own personal thing to grapple. And because I've always been an optimist about my marriage, I always say, you know, if this ever happens, when this happens, our relationship will change if and when the children get older, depending on the age, our relationship will change. If our financial situation changes, then things will get better. When you know the children will get older, our relationship will get better when we retire. Our relationship will be different and better. And I have absolutely no clue if that is true. I just say it, I think, because I hope it's true. And because I don't want to go through a divorce. I have no reason. I have never been through a divorce. I wasn't a child of a divorced family. So I don't know why this is so significant to me. But it is not something that I want to do. I don't think that John will ever come to me and tell me that he wants to be with me and that he has been madly in love with me for years. I do think that he is a good man and I do think that I have and I do love him and I wonder if I would be happy with him. But in the end again, that's something I have to grapple with. What I will say is that I think the most interesting part about this is the lack of guilt. So when you say no judgment, I have often not told a lot of people about this except women who are engaging in affairs themselves or women who I have known for such a long period of time, whether they are friends of 20 some years who have engaged who I know will have zero judgment or who have engaged in some type of an affair themselves. I have those people in my life and then I have shorter lived friendships on that I have assessed over the years and over the past two years I have told very few people. The only people I have told are either people who, like I said, 
have been in an affair prior or presently themselves, who I know will not judge, or people who knew about John in the past. And I've told them that it has restarted, and I've known that they have no judgment. I do think that some of these people, not a lot of them, while they have no judgment on me as a mother or a wife or a friend, I think they do often wonder as to why I'm doing it to myself, but they will never say that. Why I'm putting myself through this with someone who I know I'm never going to end up with by choice and by his choice, like where the end game was in all of this. And that's, I think, also fascinating beyond the guilt concept that you don't ever hear very often from women. I think you often hear it from men that men do not feel guilty, but I think the irony is that most of the women I've encountered do not feel guilty for doing what they're doing. I do not feel guilty for it. All the men we are engaging with are the men that do feel guilty. That I think is the most interesting concept. I wanted to send a few final thoughts because I don't know when I'm going to get to do this again. I do think that sex plays a lot into extramarital affairs, whether we believe it or not. And it's that people engage in them because they're unhappy in the sexual life that they have, particularly if that is something that's important to them. And maybe if it's not something, it has always been something, as I mentioned, very important to me in my relationships. And I think that John was the first person in which I had an incredible good sex with. I felt like he was the giving person in the relationship, as I had to be the giving person from the point of view, making sure that we had the time and the space for it to happen. When it was happening from a sexual nature, he was a giver. And he and I had never really experienced that before. Really, I always felt like I needed to not always necessarily be the aggressor, but then to be the person that was the most giving sexually in the relationship. And for someone who is in their 40s, and he is going to be in his 50s, we were doing things that I was doing in my 20s, and that was extremely exciting to me. My husband actually ended up finding out in the end about the initial affair. The affair that he knows about took place for several months, years ago, and had not restarted. He very quickly forgave me about that. In fact, I think when he told me that he knew, he had known for a period of time and never said anything. I am 50-50 on if he should ever find out that it was going on again, that he would forgive me as easily and stay in the marriage. But I think he comes from the point of where I come from, where he doesn't ever want to have a divorce or a separate family, and that when we are together, we are oftentimes very good together, meaning us as a family, not as a couple. I truly don't know what he would do if he ever found out, but what my husband does know is that I have spent time with this individual since the initial affair. What my husband does not do, unlike John's wife, he doesn't keep me on a short leash and he doesn't ask me to be in contact with him constantly. I have been, 
And in the year that he's known about the initial fair, my life has really never changed. He never asked me to give him phone calls or proof that I was alone at 11 o'clock at night. It could just be his way of choosing to not want to know, or if he is that naive, or if it's just something he doesn't want to focus on in his life. John's wife, to this day, has no idea that since six plus years ago, he works with me. She believes that we stopped working together over six years ago and the affair never restarted. Every time he's worked with me or my company, he has lied to her. He's lied to her about every trip he's taken, about every time. Every company he's worked for, about every hotel he's ever stayed at. It is interesting to me that my husband has known all of the truth, except for one detail of the actual sexual relationship. He has known every time we have ever been together, every meal we've ever had. He just has not known about the second affair. His wife, however, does not even know that he has ever had a private secret email, has had sex or talked to me on the phone, or saw me in person in however many years. I find that odd for the relationship. I think that it is also an interesting characteristic of a woman. I don't think I could ever be in a situation and find out that I was not only lied to, but that my husband was having an affair with someone for the second time, the same person that you had spent years in therapy about, and then was also lying about working with them, spending time with them even before we were having sex. I think there are multiple layers to my situation of which I don't think I'll ever figure out that I don't think anyone can help me figure out. But what I will say is that I appreciate being able to talk and send this to someone because I cannot, nor do I have anyone that I feel like I can talk to about this. And I think that's probably the most instances with women, particularly like I've mentioned, the women that I've encountered. They've never been able, I think, to talk to anyone about this, or had anyone have no judgment or understand where they are coming from without someone thinking that they were a bad person for not either leaving their husband or for doing what they're doing or doing it and not leaving their husband. And I don't judge anyone for their situation whether because they have endured something personal or because they have a completely different story than I did or maybe doing it for a different reason. I listened to your story and I've listened to the person that was recently put on. They are all very different than me, but I don't judge anyone for what they are doing. I think that life is extremely difficult Having children is extremely difficult, not having children is extremely difficult, or not being able to have children is difficult. I have a friend of mine who had an extramarital affair because she could not have children. She is someone who I think should listen to your podcast. Her husband does not want to have children that are not his own, and she can't give him children, and so she had a brief affair, and I don't think she felt guilty about it at all. 
She has still not been able to have children with her husband and is now grappling with whether to stay with him or not. Everyone has their own story and I don't think anyone should feel bad about what they do. I don't think anyone should feel bad about what they do to get through life. Because life is not easy and unless you have the perfect partner or the perfect friend that the perfect mother or father, life is just not easy even when you have the perfect individual to lean on. Susan submitted this story to me a couple of months ago when I was first starting to accept the episodes for the podcast. And since the original message came in, some things have changed, and so she did send me an update that she would like me to share. I also wanted to share that through all of the years and life changes, I've realized now, several months after John and I ended for the second time, that it is over that I will never know what caused the ending, what made him come to the final breaking point, that we will never talk beyond work topics with others around ever again. I will miss him every day and think about all our time together. My husband and I are in couples therapy, and I hope it helps and changes things for us, as I know this is the life I need to lead and accept forever. It's not a bad one, it's just life. My kids are still the bright spot, and I hope once again someday we'll be able to make work a part of that bright spot as well. Thanks. Well, thank you, Susan, for sharing all of your story. It sounds, you know, this was a long time and somebody that you fell deeply in love with, and it sounds like deep down you still may be a little bit heartbroken about what all happened, but I'm so happy that you're working on your marriage with your husband and that he gave you the grace you needed for the things that had happened and that you guys are working on continuing on with your marriage and your life and your children and someday your grandchildren. Thank you again so much for your story. Thank you all for tuning in to today's episode of Susan Part 2. And if you have a story that you would like to share, whether you be a woman who has cheated on her husband or boyfriend, if you're a man whose wife cheated on you, or if you were the other woman or man in an affair, please send me an email, rebecca.rawtruth at gmail.com. I would love for you to submit it for a future podcast. Or if you just have questions, feel free to message me. Don't forget to follow me on Facebook. I'm on Instagram, Twitter, and the new website, which is rawtruthstoriesoffemaleinfidelity.com, where you can contact me directly, or you can also sign up for those bonus episodes of um, the male side of the female infidelity. So until next time, have a great day. Happy New Year. And always remember, no judgment. Goodbye. Goodbye.